Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're so glad you've decided to join us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your heart and mind as our pastor, Chip Pendleton, brings us the Word of God. Well, good morning. It's great to see everybody this morning. Merry Christmas. Welcome to everyone that's watching online, everyone that's watching on Spectrum Cable. We're certainly glad to have you with us on kind of an unusual uh, day. Usually, Christmas does not fall on a Sunday, and uh, so Christmas Eve is the time we all get together. Of course, we had a Christmas Eve service yesterday, but so glad that you could come out today. Uh, we all, I always like it when we get together with uh, uh, the Sunday of Christmas. It only happens every six or seven years. Uh, it's always a, a much smaller group of people and everything, but it's just neat to be able to come and to worship and to be in God's house as we celebrate really what the season is all about, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be over in Luke chapter 2, if you want to turn over to that Luke chapter 2. But we're ending a series of sermons called the Songs of Christmas, where we've been looking at different songs that have to do with the Christmas season, different Christmas carols, and uh, how they apply to the scripture. And today we're going to talk about joy to the world. Joy to the World. Now, Joy to the World is actually uh, a song that has nothing whatsoever to do with Christmas. The song has nothing to do with Christmas. As a matter of fact, when you think of Joy to the World, all you think of is Christmas. Who thinks of Joy to the World and thinks that has nothing to do with Christmas? Anybody? No, we all think of that. Here's a, a picture right here. Whenever we think of joy to the world, we think of, you know, the manger, uh, you know, joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. But it has nothing to do with Christmas at all. As a matter of fact, the author of Joy to the World, the uh, one who wrote the actual poem, was a man by the name of Isaac Watts. And what Isaac Watts did was that he went through all of the Psalms and he wrote a, a book where he took each of the Psalms and he kind of uh, looked at how the Psalms applied over to the New Testament. And when he got to Psalm 98, which is what Joy to the World is based on, a lot of the text comes directly out of Psalm 98, he applied Psalm 98 to the second coming of Jesus. Nothing at all to do with the birth of Jesus. Now look again, Joy to the World, the Lord is come, let earth receive her king. It's talking about Jesus coming again in that second coming. As a matter of fact, here's an original copy of Watts's uh, book right here from the Psalms. Psalms of David, and it's based on the language of the New Testament. In other words, he takes the Psalm, he applies it over to the New Testament. So joy to the world has nothing at all to do with Christmas. And yet we sing it every Christmas, and we take the words, and they seem to apply over. Because when you think about Jesus and his second coming... And Jesus and his resurrection, the whole reason we celebrate Christmas in the first place is because of what Jesus would do. And so we see this, this psalm that he wrote here, this poem, and we think, well, it's all about Christmas. Because Christmas is the reason Jesus came was to go to that cross to come again to save us from our sins. So this morning we're going to look at Luke 2. And we're going to look at some of the things that really stand out to me uh, in this passage of Scripture and maybe some things that we haven't thought about when we look at the Christmas season. So let's look over to Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 8. And the first thing we see is this. Christmas is good news of great joy for all people. Look down to verse 8 of Luke 2. 
And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. So here you have these shepherds out in the middle of the night. They're watching the sheep, minding their own business, when suddenly a bright light shines around them. Now, if you're living in an area and a time when there's not even electricity, electricity is not going to be invented for, for a couple of thousand years or something, and suddenly a bright light shines around you in the middle of the field, and an angel appears, and not your chubby little cherub, but like a mighty angel in war gear suddenly appears out of nowhere in this light that shines, who would be afraid? Anybody? Okay, one or two of you. Well, these were shepherds, pretty tough guys, and we're told the shepherds were terrified when the angel showed up. Of course you're going to be terrified when that happens. And so the angel immediately repeats what angels have been taught every day since they went to angel kindergarten. The very first thing you learn in angel kindergarten is when you show up, always tell people not to be afraid. Why do you always tell people not to be afraid? Because they are always terrified when you show up, okay? That's why. And so that's the first thing. As a matter of fact, I dare you go back, look through Scripture, and almost every occurrence of an angel showing up, the people are terrified, okay? Uh, so you're not talking about sweet little cherubs uh, with a little bow and arrow there. You're talking about mighty people appearing out of nowhere. So here you have these terrified disciples. They're told not to be afraid. And then they're told something really interesting. Don't be afraid. Good news, great joy, all people. Three things right there. Good news, great joy, all people. The first that we're told is that I brought you good news. Now, that's, that's encouraging if you're the shepherds. What's this guy doing coming out of nowhere, very intimidating, looking like he's ready for battle? Uh, this might not go well for me. So the first thing they're told is, I've got some good news for you. So that's an encouraging thing. What if I told you when you come to Christmas and you come on this Christmas day, what you need to hear is that Christmas is good news. More than anything else, you need to know this is good news, and it's good news for you. Now, we need some good news today. I did a, uh, right before service started, I just went to Google News and I wrote down the top five or six stories. Uh, so it could have said, uh, it's Christmas Day, people worshiping all over the world. These are the top stories on Google News. Winter storm claimed 12 lives, snarls traffic, strands motorists throughout the country. Okay, sound like we need some good news there? Ukrainian war, Russians fire missiles indiscriminately into houses trying to kill people on Christmas Eve. Russia empties prisons to fight in Ukrainian war. Doesn't exactly sound like good news. Border crisis. Mayor of El Paso declares emergency as migrants overrun the city of El Paso. Aid agencies stop all work in Afghanistan because it is too dangerous and aid is not getting to where it goes, leaving the country in dire need immediately. South Africa fuel tanker explosion kills 15 people. New Orleans comedian shot and killed while coming home from Christmas Eve party on the stoops of his house. 
Does any of that sound like good news? I didn't filter that at all. Those, that was the strand of the, of the stories on Google when you went there. Now, some of you are going to Google right now and saying, hey, wait, might have changed they, it every 15 minutes. It, it, you know, so you might have something a little bit different there right now. But anyway, those aren't very good news stories. That's the world in which we live in. And that's why Jesus was born in the first place. Because we don't live in a world where there aren't any problems. We live in a world with a lot of problems, and we have a lot of problems in this world because we live in a world that is a fallen world with fallen people and a dedicated enemy, and there's things that go on in this world that just aren't good each and every day and even in our own lives. And so the angels came and said, I'm bringing you good news in the midst of this chaos. It wasn't just good news, though. It was great joy. Not just good news, great joy. I've come to let you know that it's more than, oh, that's good, but it's something that's going to personally bring you great joy. Now, joy is different than happiness. Happiness is an emotion that, that kind of, you know, you spring up, you know, your team scores in a ball game, oh, I'm happy. You know, somebody gives you a present, oh, I'm happy, you know, uh, whatever. That's a temporary emotion. Joy is something completely different. Joy is an assurance, a strength, uh, 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 an acknowledging that God is with you no matter what is going on in all of the bad things that are around you. And this joy that is coming, this assurance, this confidence is going to be a great joy. So we've got good news and great joy. So then the question comes, well, who's this good news and great joy for? It's good news and great joy for all people. Now, who does all people include? In this room, look around and point at somebody that you think all people include. Be everybody. Some of you all didn't participate. Uh, it would be everybody right there, right? Anybody you see includes all people. How about when you go out on the road and the person uh, goes flying by you doing 70 on an icy road and you're thinking, what's wrong with that idiot? Does it include them? It especially includes them, you know, because they really need it bad, you know, that, that's there. So it's for all people. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad that it's been. I don't care what country you come from. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what race you are. Everybody on planet Earth is included in all people. Jesus came Good news, great joy for all people. So what an encouraging thing as we get going here to know, okay, maybe there is a, room, there is a reason to celebrate. There's good news, great joy, it's for all people. You can look out in the world today and you can say, okay, when it comes to Christmas, there is something different. We don't always decorate like this every day of the week, you know, uh, or, or all the time. Uh, the Griswold House. You could even tell in Christmas vacation, there was something different when the Griswold house was lit up. Who thought that was impressive? Here are the best houses voted in 2022 for Christmas decorations. Here's one right here. The Griswolds have nothing on these people whatsoever. There's another one right there. That's the angel house. And uh, then uh, finally right here. So uh, you all need to up your game a little bit, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. Who would want that electric bill? Anybody? No. No, I wouldn't want it at all. If you remember Christmas vacation and the, the electric thing was going like that, that's exactly what would be going on. But it tells us there's something different. 
Something's going on this time of year that's just different in the world. People don't do this all the time. Now, the problem is what the world has got now, the Christmas story, is good news and great joy, but they don't know why. They don't know, they don't know the reason behind it. And so we decorate and we throw parties and we buy presents, but we don't really know why we're doing it. But in verses 11 and 12, the angels tell us why there is good news of great joy for all people. Look at verses 11 and 12. For today to you, uh, for today, let me try again. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. So the angels tell the shepherds that in the town of David, and the town of David was Bethlehem, uh, the town of David, uh, it, it's a very complex story on how it got the name town of David. That's where David lived. And so that's how I got the name town of David. So you can write that down in your, in your deep theology right there. So in, in David's town, which is Bethlehem, a Savior has been born. So they're told good news, great joy, all people. And the reason there's good news, great joy for all people, a Savior's been born. So then the question comes, what are we being saved from? What, what is this thing that we're being saved from in our life? And the ultimate thing that Jesus came for, the ultimate thing we're being saved from is our sin. Our sin has separated us from God. Our sin keeps us from getting to God. We can't be good enough. We can't know enough to get to God. And God sent Jesus to take our sin upon him that we might be forgiven. And so the joy and the celebration of Christmas doesn't come with a baby being born. I mean, whenever a baby's born, it's exciting. Uh, when my two children were born, we couldn't wait to run out and let people know. Didn't have cell phones back then. It was so long ago. Uh, we had to go, and I remember going into the hospital hallway and getting on the hospital phone and calling everybody and saying, oh, yep, you know, the, the, the baby's born, and they both look just like me, you know, as, as you're doing that. And people go, oh, no, I hope not. You know, please, please, you know, not there. But there's a lot of joy when a baby's born. That's not why you're celebrating, though. You're celebrating because that baby that's born is being born to save you. Anybody here ever watch the Terminator movies? Anybody? Okay, we have a counseling, some counselors if you all need, <laughs> need to see them. What's the point of the Terminator movies? That somebody is going back in time trying to kill the guy that's going to be the savior of mankind. And at Christmas, what you have is Jesus coming and his birth is signaling that he's going to be the savior of mankind. He's intervening into the world to die on the cross, to take our sins so that we might be in that new relationship with God. And that's why we have the joy. Verse 11 goes on and says, a savior has been born to you. Again, really interesting language. Because in the sentence before it, what it said is, oh, he's come for all people. But now we're being told a Savior's been born for you. You see, both are true. Jesus came for everyone, but Christmas is very particularly for you as an individual. Again, don't care who you are, where you've come from, anything else about you. Christmas is about you. If you were the only person that ever lived, Jesus would have come simply for you. Jesus came to be your Savior. Whatever's separating you from God, whatever's holding you back, whatever is hurting your life and hurting other people around you, the things that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing, Jesus came 
for you personally to forgive you of those sins. And so he is our Savior, and he has come for us. Yes, he's the Savior of all people, but he's my particular Savior and what's going on in my life. And then it's really interesting, we're told, that he is Christ or the Messiah, he's the Lord. And so this one that's going to come, this baby that's been born, first of all, he's the Messiah. He's the long-awaited one that the prophets of the Old Testament talked about that what's going to come and, 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 and change this world and bring it in a right relationship with God. He is the Messiah. But he's even more than the Messiah. He's the Lord. He's God himself. What an amazing thing to think of. This one that's been born, this baby you're being told about, he's your Savior, he's the Messiah, and he's the Lord God himself. And again, what an unbelievable reason to celebrate. Well, we're going to end today by looking at the last verses of the Christmas story and talking about what should our response be. What's our response to everything that we've just been told? And we actually see uh, four different responses. We're going to run through them real quickly here, uh, the way that people respond. Look down to verse 13. We see the first, the way the angels responded. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom God's favor rests. The first way, the first response was celebration. A Savior's been born. My sins are going to be forgiven. I'm put right in relationship with God. I'm going to go to heaven. How do you respond to that? You respond by celebrating. You respond by putting up your lights and throwing your parties and having a great time because your Savior has been born and you celebrate that coming. In verse 14, we're told that you're celebrating. First of all, you're celebrating what God has done. Glory to God in the highest. Christmas shows how great God is, how loving God is, and how God's come to you. Glory to God in the highest. On earth, peace. We've just talked about all the bad things going on in the world right now. Jesus has come to give us that peace. And then it shows us that God's on our side, on him, on those on whom God's favor rests. So God is on your side. Christmas is about, about God coming, sending his son, showing he's on your side. He loves you. He's intervening in the world. Our reaction should be celebration. The second reaction we see in verse 15 is from the shepherds. When the angels had left them and gone in the heavens and gone into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another, "Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the angel has told us about." The second reaction is that the shepherds wanted to find out what was going on and they ended up getting closer to God. They go to the manger, they encounter Mary and Joseph, they see the baby, they've gotten closer to God. The Christmas season should be a time we strive to get closer to God. What are you doing right now in your life that's keeping you from the kind of relationship that Jesus came to give you with God? Are you doing things like having a time of prayer and, 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 and uh, just, just reflection with God each and every day? Are you reading your Bible? Are you trying to live the kind of life that you should live? Christmas should draw us closer to God and in the life that we're living. The third thing that we see, the third reaction uh, after encountering the baby the shepherds had again was that they went and told people. Look at verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what was told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. 
So they go out and they spread the word about what was told them about this child. So they tell people, a Savior's been born. He's the Messiah. He's the Lord. They didn't just go out and say, hey, some angel appeared and scared us to death and there was this baby we encountered. No, they told what had been told them. Savior's been born. He's been born for you. He's the Messiah. He's Christ the Lord. At Christmas, what a better way to celebrate Christmas than going out and letting other people know that this Savior has come for you. One of the best ways you can do that is through our Lottie Moon Christmas offering, which literally takes the Word of God throughout the world. And I would encourage you to give to that. And then there's one final thing we see as a reaction to what happened, and it's Mary's reaction in verse 19. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. You know, a couple of different times in Scripture when things happen, we're told Mary thought about them deeply. She pondered them in her heart. I think one of the reasons Mary was chosen uh, as the mother of the Messiah was that she was the kind of person that had to think deeply about things and really think about what was going on because can you imagine trying to deal with everything she had to deal with uh, as, as a teenage girl? And yet she was a person that thought deeply about things. When it comes to Christmas, maybe we need to think a little bit more deeply. And I think that's why you're here today. You didn't come here by accident. A lot of people were home opening presents and everything. You came here because you wanted to think a little more deeply about what Christmas really means, the birth of Jesus that came for you. I was reading a story this week about a guy by the name of Ken Watson. He was 85 years old uh, when his neighbors, the Williams, had a little baby girl by the name of Katie, and he just loved Katie. Uh, She was the joy of his life. He'd go over and see her all the time. Uh, He passed away this year, and uh, when his daughter was cleaning out the house, she found something and took it over to the Williams house. Here's a picture uh, right here. That's, That's Ken, and that's Katie right there. He, had, he knew that he was going to die. He was sick. He had a terminal disease. He knew he was going to die. He bought presents for 16 years for that girl so that every year for the next 16 years, she would have a present from him until she graduated from high school. And uh, so what a, what a neat thing uh, to see. So every Christmas, she's going to be reminded somebody loved you very, very deeply. When we come here today, on Christmas Day, what you've been reminded of is there's someone that loves you very, very deeply. Good news, great joy for all people. You know, we go back to that story of, of, uh, of joy to the world, and you wonder, okay, how did joy to the world ever become a Christmas song? If it has nothing to do with Christmas, how did it become a Christmas song? Got a picture here of a guy by the name of Lowell Mason. Lowell took that poem from Isaac Watts' songbook, and he said, hey, I'm going to put that to music. That's kind of neat. And so he took a, a chorus out of a piece by Handel, and he kind of redid it a little bit, and that's the tune we have for Joy to the World. Now, all people know about Handel is what? You know, most of us aren't great musicians. We know Handel did the Messiah and Christmas stuff. And so we said, well, then, if this is from a Handel piece, it must be about Christmas, right? And so in 1910, suddenly, Joy of the World changed from being about the second coming to being about Christmas. 
But again, the two things are one and the same. The reason Jesus came is the reason we celebrate Christmas. And that's why joy to the world still applies today. Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you for your love on this Christmas. Help us to uh, draw closer to you and remember what this season is truly all about. We love you and praise you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, keyword mywrbc. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening, and join us next week for another message from God's Word.